Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Robert teaches through God's Word. Again, it's the pleasures, it's, it's the business, it's, it's the, I don't know, fill in the blank. What distracts you? What is it that keeps you from being 110% about eternity? 110% full on following Jesus and serving Him with every fiber of your being. What prevents you from that? What distracts you? What hinders you? What is it that causes you to be less than absolutely determined to fight the good fight of faith? In today's message, Pastor Robert will remind you that there are many distractions in the world. The world today is a culture of distractions. The fast-paced life that is deemed normal by society puts a damper on your spiritual walk with the Lord. If all you do is go, 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 and never take a break to sit still, it's hard to hear the Lord in this fast-paced way of life. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 16 with today's edition of Main Thing Radio. steadfast and immovable you remember the, at the end of chapter 15 you, you, you need to be determined that you're not going to be pulled off course you're not going to be distracted and, and what is it that distracts us again it's the pleasures it's it's the business it's it's the i don't know fill in the blank what distracts you what is it that keeps you from being 110 percent about eternity 110 percent full-on following jesus and serving him with every fiber of your being What prevents you from that? What distracts you? What hinders you? What is it that causes you to be less than absolutely determined to fight the good fight of faith? To quit yourself like a man in the presence of the one who designed you to be so. You need to be determined and you need to be bold. I love that. This idea here of of being men, being bold, being courageous and going for it and understand something. What he's describing here is a, is a courage and a determination and, a, a, you know, this steadfastness and this vigilance in trusting him, trusting him, relying upon him, not thinking you have to do it for yourself. You have to make something happen for yourself or you have to be going for, you know, we get so focused on this life that we shortchange ourselves. You need to have the courage to trust God. You need to be bold in your witness. And the, that last phrase is the key to understanding the whole deal. 
We're going to be vigilant and watchful and, and, and be determined and persevering no matter what comes, no matter what difficulties, no matter what distractions, no matter what. You're going to stay the course. You're going to stay on the rails. You're going to be bold in, in loving. In loving. That's the underlying thing that he says here. Vigilant, watchful, determined, bold, loving, loving. Loving one another, loving the people around you. In the way that I described a few minutes ago. You're not going to lie to people. You're going to tell them the truth, but you're going to do it gently. You're going to do it as he would do it. You're going to represent his heart. You're going to put your arms around them and, and weep with them over their brokenness. But you're not going to pretend that they're not broken. We're all broken. We all have issues. A good friend of mine went completely off the rails recently. He's lost his ministry. He's devastated. Whole family devastated. He got distracted. He wasn't vigilant. He wasn't determined. It's heartbreaking. It doesn't have to be that way. Quit yourselves like men. Make up your mind. We're hurtling toward the finish line here, guys. The last thing here, the reminder. Basically, I just gave it to you. Paul says there in verse 22, if anyone does not love the Lord Jesus Christ, let him be accursed. Oh, come, Lord. Paul's reminder is we're hurtling toward the finish line. Come quickly. The, the, the word maranatha, it's actually two words, maranatha, an Aramaic compound word that just means Jesus. Come on, we're waiting. Come quickly. But it's also an acknowledgement. He's coming. And he's coming quickly. You're not even going to have time to realize it's happened. It's going to be so fast, so fast. You're going to realize you're looking him in the eye. And it's over. Everything you thought you were going to do, everything that, that you thought you were going to get to, and all of the plans that you had, it, it's, it's now passed. And, and you've entered into the next phase of your existence. Paul says we should be living with a sense of anticipation, living with a sense of excitement that at any second he could appear. Our focus needs to be getting ready for that. Our focus needs to be being faithful to him now so that when he shows up, we're excited. Rather than, oh, shoot, thought I had more time. Philippians 1, 19 to 22. You don't have to turn there. We sang it a few minutes ago. It's a little, our little worship course taken from Paul's words. He says, for me to live is Christ. To die is gain. When we sang that the first time this morning, I, I, I sat there thinking, how many of us can sing that with true integrity? For me, to live, it's, it's all about Jesus. It's not about me. For me to live, it's Christ. To die, wow. Oh. What an adventure. I'm ready. I'm excited about it. I'm looking forward to the next part. Looking forward to heaven. How many of us can sing that with integrity? Come quickly, Lord. Come quickly. You know, Paul makes a statement there that's, that seems harsh. He says, let all those who don't love the Lord Jesus be accursed. He's communicating something, though, that I, I hope you're hearing the message. Whatever ritual you're relying upon from your past, it's not about that. Whoever does not have a brotherly affection, phileo is the word Paul used, whoever doesn't love the Lord Jesus Christ, let him be accursed. In other words, 
let him remain under the curse. Anathema, separated from. What Paul is saying is, when Jesus appears, there will be those who are part of his family, who love him and who will continue to do so. And then there will be those who don't love him and won't be a part of the family. They will be anathema. And what Paul is, the cry of his heart is, come quickly, Lord, and deal with that. Come quickly so that we're, we're no longer living in a, in a world where those who reject you hate us too. That was his world where they're no longer trying to feed us to the lions, where they're, they're no longer trying to get us to renounce Jesus or be crucified upside down or whatever. Come quickly, Lord. Come quickly. You know, some of you, if he came quickly, you'd still be under the curse because you don't love him. You have no affection for him. The idea is foreign to you. How can you have affection for somebody who died 2,000 years ago? Listen, he did die 2,000 years ago. But he got up. 2,000 years ago. He got back up. He's alive. He wants to be your friend. He's as human today as he was 2,000 years ago. Now, if you don't understand that, we're going to talk more about that in this series on heaven. He's as human today as he was 2,000 years ago. As human today as the day they crucified him. As human today as the day he rose again. And he wants to be your friend. And he has tremendous affection for you. He proved it. He demonstrated his devotion by going to the cross and allowing himself to be executed in your place. Are you confident that if you died today, you'd go to be with him and he would look upon you as a friend? Are you confident of that fact? If you're not, listen, it's simple to rectify. All you have to do is right where you sit right now, open your heart to him. Jesus, I don't know you like that, but I want to. I believe that you came and died for my sin. You were executed in my place and that the Father raised you to life again on the third day and, and that my sin has all been paid for and, and can therefore be forgiven. If you just say, Jesus, I want to know you like that. I want to be forgiven. I want you to be my friend. And I want, I want this kind of friendship with you where you instruct me and you teach me and you guide me and you lead me. I, I want that. See, the Bible says the minute you open your heart to him like that, he moves in. He sends his own spirit to come inside you and make you alive. And from that moment forward, you're his. Nobody can touch that. Nobody can change it. And he will begin to change you and instruct you. He will lead you. He will guide you. It won't be all weird. It'll be very natural. been listening to Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain. During this season that's filled with uncertainty, we know that one thing is unchanged. God is in control. We encourage you to take time daily to spend in the Word, in prayer. As with many churches across our nation, Calvary Miami Beach is holding church online. We'd love for you to join us. Go to calvarymiamibeach.org to connect to our Sunday virtual service and be sure to visit and subscribe to our YouTube channel for more messages. We also know how essential prayer is during this time and we want you to know we're already praying for you. Is there anything specific we can be lifting up to the Lord? 
please let us know through our prayer request form at calvarymiamibeach.org. Would you do the same for us? Please keep Pastor Robert and our church staff in your prayers, as well as our nation's leaders and those affected by this virus. Thank you for praying. And if you feel led to support Main Thing Radio financially during this time, we would be grateful. You can donate online at calvarymiamibeach.org. That's all for today. Thanks for tuning in to Main Thing Radio.